I probably had two or three rocks a day and then one stick of chalk or charcoal at night and then one in the afternoon. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. Just want to give a quick shout out to our patrons who are supporting the show at patreon.com slash OPL show, where you can get uh, follow-ups with our previous guests and extra bonus episodes on a monthly basis. Oh, yeah. So today we are talking about pica. So pica is an eating disorder. Uh, the kind of textbook definition I have of it is it's an eating disorder that involves eating items that are not typically thought of as food and that do not contain significant nutritional value. So things like hair, dirt, and paint chips uh, were listed in this definition. So we've got our guest with us uh, today. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you. So can you just describe how you know this, this affects you and, and what PICA looks like in your everyday life? Yeah, so um, I my pica shows itself in the form of rocks, uh, mostly, and then sort of chalk is a pretty common one that I experience, as well as charcoal and uh, like sand and dirt. Those are those are my main. It's like the more earthy things, and it's pretty persistent. Um, I mean. It, it used to be definitely like a multiple times every day thing. Now that I'm a little bit older and I have an apartment with my boyfriend, I don't particularly do it every day, but it's still a constant um, craving, I guess you could say. So when did you first start having the urge to, or like, cause I, you know, when you're a kid, I mean, you pick up things and you eat them when you're not supposed to. And, you know, we've all, I think, eaten a rock or something in our lives just when you're young so did you did that kind of just like stick with you like what was it about it that kind of made you feel like you wanted to keep doing this yeah so uh pica is actually a disorder that mostly affects children um so like if a child is consistently eating glue right or if they're always putting dirt in their mouth that's usually what trained professionals work for (laughs) um I I have really distinct memories of like walking through a park and like smelling the dirt and thinking how like euphoric it would smell. Or um, I remember, uh, I I remember like being in a sand pit and it was like, it was really, really difficult to keep it out of my mouth. It wasn't until I was a teenager that I got started eating rocks and that that was actually (laughs) what sort of enabled me to do that was the show My Strange Addiction. There was a woman on the show who ate rocks um, and I really identified with her. She commented on how like she loved the earthy taste and how she would crush them up with like a hammer and keep them on her all day and I thought wow what a perfect thing for me to do. Um, so, and so I started doing that. So it's, it's not just eating them. Like it's not sort of this, I guess you could say like an addiction to just eating rocks out of habit. It's, it's an actual craving for things like rocks, dirt and sand. Uh, like you, you want the taste of that. 
Yeah, I would say even more than that, it's it's particularly the feeling as well, because like chalk and charcoal um, and sand usually don't have a, a very strong taste. Rocks, I think, have like the most taste out of everything. But um, those things, it's more about like the texture and how it feels in your mouth. Um, so you enjoy that kind of grainy uh like texture because i'm a pic i'm picturing having like sand in my mouth because i feel like we've all had that like being at the beach or whatever and it's not pleasant i would say but no no not usually um but right. yeah uh i mean there are some times where it is undesirable um for instance if i uh if i did it on a like a work break and i had like a piece of sand in my teeth um that would be really em embarrassing for me but I think most of the dish pleasure comes from the shame of it all. So, so you just you mentioned work break. So I'm curious if this is something that you know can develop with children, but in some people's cases it carries over into teenage years and adulthood. How do you keep this up? Like when you say work break, are you bringing sand with you? Are you bringing rocks with you places so that you always have it on you, essentially as a snack? Yeah, so when I was in high school, that was something I used to do. I, I did just like the woman I saw on the TV show, and I crushed up uh, particularly like soft rocks you could find outside with a hammer, and I put them in an empty pill bottle and carried around with me. And I would, I would always do this in secret, so this was never something that I would ever let anybody know about um, in, in my personal life. Uh, but um, so I would go into the school bathroom and I would eat what I had brought with me or um, one of my science teachers, he consistently had a box of chalk um, and I would go in there and steal a piece from him every single day and would go into the bathroom and, and eat it. Um, so it was really pervasive. Um, Nowadays, I, I have an outdoor job, um, and th there's a, a beach sort of close to and in the boundaries of where I work. So, unfortunately, that is sort of a really, um, a, a really easy source to just go and do it. And I, it's not even like I can give an excuse. Has this ever affected you in a medical sort of way? And if not, like, do is there any? dangerous to this because i can't imagine that eating rocks would be you know good for your body but i'm not really sure no no i mean it's definitely not um and i i know that um i i don't eat anything that is toxic i know there are some people who have pica who uh like you said are really um obsessed with with paint chips or I know there are women out there who I've seen who are um, really into drinking bleach, um, which obviously is like a, a, a big red alert. Um, but I, I personally have, I've chipped a couple of my teeth. Um, it, they're mostly in the back and in my uh, like right front canine. Um, so and that that definitely doesn't help my self-esteem uh but then eating chalk things that are like a powdery texture i usually get really sick from them 
but um you know, it, it's not necessarily an enjoyable experience afterwards, but um, it's sort of at this point something that I have to do. But it's enjoyable like during it, I assume. Yes. Sort of like when someone eats something that, you know, doesn't agree with them. If you're lactose intolerant and you're eating a bunch of ice cream, like you're enjoying yeah. it, but then afterwards you're not enjoying it. Yeah, you know it's not good for you and you know that like... It's not going to make you feel great, but it still has to happen. Um, and I, I personally have experienced other eating disorders. Um, I have had anorexia in the past. I'm still recovering from that. Uh, I also still experience having bulimia. So um, binge eating is is part of what makes pica so much harder is that like you... It's not something you can even control at this point. Mm -hmm. Do you know if that's common for people with pica to experience other eating disorders simultaneously? Yeah. Um, so it is common to experience other eating disorders. Um, it, pica itself, uh, people who've researched it believe that it has something to do with an iron imbalance, which in my, that's not the case for me. I've had blood work done and it's all relatively normal. Uh, but pica also shows up in people who have obsessive compulsive disorder, which I do have. And obsessive compulsive disorder, um, it affects my eating disorders in a way like, um, you know, my, my OCD isn't just like, oh, I want to have everything organized. It's not like a want. It is a, it's a need, right? So no matter how much I don't want to do it, if I get the thought in my head like, oh, I have to eat that rock. I, if I don't, I will have a massive panic attack. Or like, if I get the thought in my brain, like, oh, I need to, I ate too much. I need to go throw it up now. I, I have to do that. It's, it's not even like a choice for me, which yeah, is really I was, hard. I was actually going to ask like, what would happen if you prevented yourself from indulging in, you know, rocks or sand or any of these things? Um, you know, if there was some sort of thing but i guess panic attacks is the thing that how it affected you most did you ever yeah, go through a time where you tried to stop completely and then discovered this absolutely um basically when when i first moved in with my boyfriend i tried to make that like hard choice like okay i'm going to stop now this is the moment that i am going to end it completely and that unfortunately absolutely did not work um the the real truth of it all is that if if because of my obsessive compulsive disorder, if I stop outright, um, yeah, yeah, a, a panic attack is a very realistic thing to expect. I mean, even thinking about it or having the craving gives me like inherent anxiety. Um, again, par partially even because of the shame of it, the, the shame of doing it, um, causes me anxiety but if i don't do it i have anxiety it's this weird circle of like <laughs> yeah no it it sounds like a complex network you know sort of at work uh you know pushing you in that direction in in a bunch of different ways but at, at your peak um i want to ask before how many rocks or, or you know how many inedible items would you be eating a day well so um 
I'm also an artist, so I sort of had the excuse of having things like charcoal or chalk in the house, um, as well as having multi, like like many uh, younger children in there. So that was sort of always something I had available to me. And then rocks are obviously everywhere. Um, it wasn't often I could go out in the yard and, and hammer them up without making like a huge racket. So I would say with all the like little tiny chunks combined, I probably had two or three rocks a day. Um, and then I would at least have, uh, I would at least have maybe, uh, I, I would have at least one stick of chalk or charcoal at night and then one in the afternoon. That's a significant amount, I would say. Yeah, that's a lot. So you you mentioned moving with your boyfriend is the moment you tried to stop. So were you honest with him about having this or is it something that you tried to hide from him? No, it's something, I mean, in my personal life, I, I have one friend who knows and then I have my therapist and that is it. I, I have been really quiet about all this because, I mean, to, to tell the truth about I, it, it is so embarrassing to think about telling someone or have someone find out that I do this, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's infantile, first of all. And, and second, it, it just is, like, it, it feels like it's wrong and bad. And so if I were to tell my boyfriend and have him think of me as wrong or bad, that would just, like, absolutely consume me. So I, I have kept it really hush-hush in my life. Even up to this point, he doesn't know, but you live with him? Yes. So how do you go about hiding that? I would imagine you kind of develop tactics because you still obviously need to consume these items. Yeah, absolutely. So I usually only ever do it when I'm not in the apartment. So uh, if that means like while I'm walking my dog, I bring like a, I don't know, a a quote unquote snack (laughs) with me. Um, or usually, uh, I'm not working right now due to the coronavirus, but normally if I were at work, um, it, because I work outside, it's fairly unsupervised. Um, so that is usually a pretty good opportunity to, um, to do the act, I guess. Do you ever feel like, I'm trying to like, I don't know, think about this because I'm, I'm trying to like get behind like the psychology behind it, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. try and like, you know, overanalyze here. But um, do, you, do you feel like this is something that you have to fight the urge every day? Like, do you try to fight the urge of it or do you just kind of live with it and accept it? I, I didn't used to fight the urge. Um, I have done a lot of work with my therapist, especially in regards to my OCD. Um trying to figure out coping mechanisms to try and maybe distract myself or get my mind um, off of that sort of hyper fixation. Um, it, it used to it used to be something that I didn't even fight. It, it was like I, I didn't have the the mental energy to even put up a fight. It was just like, okay, it's time to go eat a piece of chalk now. Um, and like, 
I, I only was able to even open up to a doctor about it when I was an adult. I believe I was like 19 years old. And I got the sort of um, the bad news. My, my doctor had never even heard of the disorder before. And then um, after she did some research, she found out that there really was no such thing as a PICA specialist, especially in my area. So um, for a couple years, I mean, that was 19. Uh, I'm 21 now, and I just got my therapist in January. That was years of no real option to have treatment. Hmm. So what does what does treatment like look uh, like that sort of look like? And is there any sort of system to sort of try to wean you off of these things? Like maybe not as consume as much? Yeah. So, I mean, gen generally for children or for people like pregnant women, uh, there are some sort of um, ice chips for people who uh, have pica and are trying to sort of wean themselves off. Ice chips have no nutritional value, so they still fall under the sort of pica umbrella. Um, but they aren't destruct they aren't actively destructive to your body. Um, so that's something that I have been taking advantage of because um, it's not socially unacceptable to eat ice. Uh, so usually that is what I go to. Um, and then, just just distracting myself, just trying to like slow down and sort of ground myself and then try and think of something else, like a different activity I could do. Like I get the thought pop in my head, like I need to eat a piece of chalk and then I'll just like sit there and I'll try to um, sort of empty my mind more or less and think, uh, I'm going to go watch this TV show. I really like this TV show, I'm going to go watch it. And that has been a pretty helpful tool for me to sort of um, avoid the urge. Do you think that it's at this point so intertwined with your OCD that you would have to treat your OCD or at least start to get that under control uh, to be able to stop eating these items? I definitely think that. Um, it's all pretty complicated and a, a process. I mean, I, I wish it were as easy as like, if I take iron pills, then it'll go away, um, which is the case for some people, uh, but it isn't for me. So to get treatment for my pica at this point, uh, me and my therapist are just doing pretty extensive work trying to figure out my OCD and how to conquer that. And as I've been medicated for my OCD, uh, the urge to um, eat inedible things has actually gone down, which has been incredible. Nice. That, that's good to hear. And I think it's really important that you bring up these other factors and other eating disorders that you've struggled with, and then especially OCD too, because, you know, this just seems like a smaller piece of that. And, you know, I think that's important because this is something that, is easy to exploit or you mentioned my strange addiction before and don't get us started on that show but we looked up <laughs> the clip we looked up the clip before this and it's like the title of that episode was 
rocks for dinner. And I mean, obviously they're exploiting the people on that show and making them look crazy. But, you know, this is something that without that context that you gave, yes, someone can look at that and say, why is that lady picking up rocks and eating that over there? There must be something seriously wrong um, without understanding the layers. Say uh, on YouTube, there's a pretty large subgenre of people who have pica. Um, in the ASMR or like mukbang community, um, there are actually people who have full channels about them eating chalk. Uh, and, and it gets views, you know? Um, so it, it's really easy for it to be like sensationalized or for it to be taken advantage of or for people to feel really, really deeply ashamed of themselves. Um, but usually there's there's other stuff going on you know it's not just like wow i'm an insane person who eats rocks it's like no yeah. <laughs> you you have things that you can work on and that will help you as as far as like you know regular foods do you find yourself gravitating towards foods that maybe would emulate chalk or rocks or i don't even know what they would be honestly but do you yeah, find so yourself sort of doing that I've had some people suggest that I eat um, Valentine's candy hearts. Because uh, they're powdery. Oh, yeah, they're literally they're basically is chalk. chalk. That's the biggest scam in the world. That <laughs> is chalk. Literally chalk. chalk. Um, <laughs> it's, it's sort of sweet for me. I find that, that nothing really in, in the realm of regular food has that, um, again, that, that sort of earthy feeling or taste. Um, I, think, I think the best thing you can do is find at least something nutritional to eat that uh, you don't hate and can distract yourself with, right? So carrots, carrots are helpful for me because they also have a sort of earthy feeling. Obviously you have to like wash them and stuff, but they mm -hmm. also have a really good like crunch that mm -hmm. um, gives me that sort of reaction that I need. Uh, you, you can find stuff to kind of trick your brain into thinking that you're like satiating that that need interesting is it is it like what's your favorite you know part about it is it the crunch or is it some sort of is there anything with pain involved that you enjoy because i'm assuming that eating rocks is a little bit painful it is a little bit painful um i i don't enjoy the the pain aspect of it um I, it, it really is just, it's, it is the crunch. The crunch is definitely, and then the feel, it, it gets sort of grainy, um, which again is, is normally an, an unpleasant feeling. Um, but in this case, it is something that I seek out. And then for rocks, especially, um, I mean, even on the, the, the My Strange Addiction episode, uh, the woman makes a comment on how like, uh, there could be bacteria on the rocks, but if she washes them, then that gets rid of the taste that she desires. So mm. in that aspect, um, the taste in, in, in that uh, sort of rock space is, is also pleasant. Do you have a favorite, like if you're walking through the park and see a particular type of rock or shape or size that you just get really excited for? You know, unfortunately I do. Um, <laughs> It is these little, um, if you ever see the, like, the white and black sort of speckled rocks, um, they're usually sort of, um, they're, they're way softer. So 
they're they're really easy to break apart and then they're much easier to chew than if it were like just some smooth fully dense rock um so that's actually sort of the the kind i usually go for okay it doesn't sound too bad when you describe it in that way to be honest with you <laughs> yeah it it does it it does come with its negatives i mean um is there something about I mean, because you had just mentioned, you know, the the woman in that episode. Because um, rocks, I mean, they're mostly, like, found in dirt, but they also mm-hmm. break apart from concrete and this and that, whatever, you know, whatever. Um, do you, would you rather see, and this isn't, I'm being serious when I'm asking this. Like, yeah. would you rather see, like, a dirty rock? Like, a dirty, does that make it more earthy if it's, like, covered in dirt or if it's, like, you know, it looks like it's been around for a while? Yeah, honestly, it um, it does become sort of more appealing. Um, I mean, I, I don't mind it being, you know, in pristine condition. But uh, if it is, I mean, if you have to, like, dig to find that special rock, um, that sort of makes it all the more appealing. Yeah. Do you ever plan on telling your boyfriend or, you know, family members or anyone else that's close to you? Because I imagine it adds extra weight on you to have to keep this a secret from everyone. Yeah, um, it's a hard um, kind of secret to have as it is. I mean, my my boyfriend does know about my OCD and he knows how that affects me. Uh, But in regards to him and um my friends and my family i i truly um i mean it's almost as if i would have to like come out of the closet that's truly what it feels like um and i've I've had to do that before and i didn't particularly enjoy it i um i don't i don't really want that stress i i don't want to feel like there's a chance that i could be persecuted because of something that I can't control, you know? Yeah. I mean, I imagine that's so scary. And I think the case for most people, like it was for us, we had never heard of this. And and I imagine a lot of people are uneducated on this and, you know, with no prior knowledge about this and no understanding of kind of the layers you described and the other things that you're dealing with, like we said before, it's, it's something that's so easy to just kind of you know, be like, uh, that's crazy. Why, like, why would you do that? I can't even begin to understand why someone would do that. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that's an extremely stressful situation to try to pick the right moment. Get that response in the medical field. I mean, again, the, I, the few primary care physicians I've had that I've uh, decided to open up about it. Uh, I really felt ashamed. They, they made me feel like I was like dirty in some way. Um, it, it's, it's really hard to experience. Yeah, and, and you've never gotten caught doing this? No, no, but I know. Um, it's impressive. I, I know there are people <laughs> who are out there on the internet who have been caught and who have had to be public about it. And um, I, I, I'm sure that might be freeing for some people, but I I would never wish that on anybody, you know, to have to to publicly deal with a, a problem like this in front of people who who don't understand. That just seems so so hard. 
Do you think that you prefer chalk and rocks to regular food? Um, honestly, it's sort of apples and oranges. I, I like them both for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, if I tried to compare the two, I suppose like, yeah, eating real food is pretty cool. Um, I think <laughs> I would rather eat real food. Um, but I can't necessarily compare them. Okay. That's well, fair. Yeah. And Joe says all the vegan food I eat tastes like dirt anyway. So yeah, there you <laughs> go. <Is> that? <laughs> Truly. I mean, you're on your way. <laughs> uh, that's on my way. I'm just going to show up with rocks one day, Joe. He probably will. He's a very experimental man. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, do you have anything to say to anyone listening that could be dealing with this? You know, I think with episodes like this, we always mention it, um, how, you know, it's amazing to us that after we release an episode like this, for something that we think might be so foreign um, or so limited out there, we always end up getting people who reach out and say, I'm going through this as well. So anything that you want to say to anyone listening who uh, has pica, uh, pica? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I first want to say that this is not a um, encouragement. I mean, if, if anybody's going through this and they're looking for an excuse to... Um, keep doing it uh i i wouldn't take it in that way but you don't have to be alone i mean it, it's it's hard to hide this kind of thing it's hard to go through it but especially on the internet where there is some form of um being able to be anonymous there are there are groups out there and there are people who can who can help you and who can help you understand um i think that Anyone who goes through this, you're not crazy and you're not stupid. Um, you are going through something that's really hard. And it's really important that you know that you're still a person and you still matter. This this isn't like the, the end of days. Um, I'm working through it. There are lots of people who are working through it. Um, it it's possible to work through. It's, it's hard not to feel like you can reach out to anyone. It's hard not to feel like uh, doctors are able to help you. Um, but it, it just takes time, and you can do it. I, I really believe in everyone who's listening that if, if you go through anything like this, you, you can do it. Very well said. And I, I agree with you. You know, I, I don't think anyone should be ashamed of something like this, especially because, I mean, it is a disorder at the end of the, at mm -hmm. the, end of the day. And... You know, it's not something that, you know, you're self-destructing on purpose. Like you're just yeah. eating a bunch of, of rocks because you want to hurt yourself or whatever. It's clearly something that you're, you know, struggling with and battling. So, you know, good for you. And also I'm very, you know, we're honored that you would come on our show and not really tell anyone about this. But, but you know, you're opening up to us and the platform to kind of educate everyone on, on all this stuff. So we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I um, I was watching you guys at like three in the morning um, and like I I just felt so empowered by the the people who are talking and who are able to be open about who they were and the empathy I saw in the comments. And I thought um, this, this is an experience that not many people go through. Um, it's an experience that not many people have even heard about. 
So um, I, even though it was, it's, it's been really nerve wracking, I've been very excited to be able to um, share this. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's that that's great to hear. Um, you know, and it's true. I mean, this this community is is incredible. Um, they're able to show so much empathy and and love hearing stories like this. So now you are one of those awesome guests. So you know, thank you for keeping it real with us uh, and just putting, you know, a, just a real person and personality behind something that again could just so easily easily be dismissed as crazy. So we don't think you're weird. If that means anything. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good day. Yeah, you too. All right. Have a good one. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, if you're looking to increase your performance and get an extra confidence boost in the bedroom, then Blue Chew is for you. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take Blue Chew anytime you want to enhance your performance. It's that easy. And Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, uh, which means no more going to doctor's offices, no more waiting in line at the pharmacy. It comes right to your door in discreet packaging. So super easy. And right now, our listeners get a special deal. You can visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free. Yes, absolutely free when you use special promo code OPL. You just pay for the $5 shipping and that's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code OPL to try it for free. So yes, you get to enhance your performance in the bedroom for free. Uh, This is really worth a try. You've got nothing to lose. Just use promo code OPL at bluechew.com. Well, really cool episode. Um, Interesting. I. Are you hungry? Don't lie. No, I'm not. Don't even start with that. I want to like kind of like understand it, but at the end of the day, it's like sometimes you know disorders like this. You there's not really you know this isn't one of those episodes where you try to put yourself in someone's shoes and try to like get it you know what i mean right yeah and it's but again it's it's so easy to make fun of something like this if you physically yeah. walked outside your house well, right now and saw someone eating addiction. rocks oh yeah. yeah that's our that's our, that's our arch enemy right there <laughs> that's my strange addiction but no yeah so i mean to, to just poke fun at people and and you know whatever and i want to say because she did mention it right at, before we ended the call about how she was reading the comments and she saw like a bunch of empathy from our uh you know the community that we've created here uh that's like the best part about this show is mm-hmm. that not only did it change i mean i'm speaking for myself i'm not going to speak for you but at least for me you know, if you did walk around and see a random person just picking up a rock and eating it, you're being like, fucking psycho. All of right. <laughs> but now, after doing this show, and after, I mean, especially after doing this episode, it makes you more open to the idea of like, okay, there's something else going on here. Like surface value, you're just going to be like, you know, on the surface, you're, you could just be like psycho. But then you also, now that you're more educated on, you know, how people tick from doing this show, and, and it just makes you a more empathetic person is that the word empathetic yeah yeah i don't know why i question myself but it makes you you know have more empathy you know towards people and i just want to say that it's really cool to hear someone else say that because i've noticed that for sure and we, t- we had a conversation about how 
our community is they could very well just be like oh man i'm tuning in for all the you know the crazy stuff and this and that but they're very like understanding and it's really cool yeah and if they did that what you just said then <laughs> no guests would ever want to come on the show so yeah, exactly. it's uh it's true that community is a huge part of uh people feeling comfortable people obviously read the comments they see the discussions and the conversations that go into it and we've we've created a safe space on youtube that that sounds like an oxymoron that's crazy youtube's yeah. usually in a, a scary in place YouTube comments in the, no comments. Less. <laughs> the, the, comments the war are... zone the yeah, typical war zone so that's an accomplishment guys yeah um, so thank but... you to everyone for that but also for for you know this uh girl who came on the show um it's really cool that you know she felt like she can open up to us and like talk to us about it and it's also very interesting to just kind of hear about because it is one of those things where i mean we're talking about eating rocks here and you know when she eats chalk she it makes her sick or whatnot and just having it in your head i can't even imagine that internal battle every single day of being like i know what's going to happen when i eat this but i can't help it i have to mm -hmm. yeah it's just hard to you know yeah grasp. and there's nowhere to look to see to like identify with anyone else in your position you know and, and the only place you could find that is like she said my strange addiction or, or youtube in certain places and it's it's sensationalized or it's for comedic value or something right. but you know it's it's that has to add to that kind of shame and like you said that internal battle of oh know, yeah no one around like, me is doing this thing that i'm doing i know it's wrong and i know if i get caught i'm getting judged right away right there's no doubt about that but yeah i think it's you know what's That's important a good point yeah i never thought about that how like something like this and i'm sure it's been the case for other episodes that we've done where it's not something like if you're bulimic there's a whole community around that that's very uplifting and positive and supportive this one is a little more niche and there's not really a whole like a bunch of media or content or this and that that i mean we know of where people are super uplifting and supportive i mean i'm sure these like forums and things exist but for the most part like you said it's been sensationalized and it's more of like here's the freak show of these people that eat rocks and drink bleach and this and that you know yeah. there's no education as much as there is just exploitation yeah no, of exactly. what's going on you know but so hopefully this kind of serves as some sort of like education towards it i'm sure yeah i, I would imagine this would be the first time a lot of people hear about this like it was for us you know when, yeah. when we got that email but yeah i think you know what's what's important is that she's she's getting help for you know not just that specifically but kind of understanding the whole picture and knowing that you know her pica is just one component of a lot of things that are going on. I think that's important because, uh, you know, that that's the case for a lot of people. It's not just one thing, you know, it's not for her. It's not just OCD. It's not just eating rocks, but you know, it's, it's a combination. Um, and I think a lot of people are in similar positions where it's, it's more layered and more complex than just being able to pinpoint, okay, here's the one thing and we'll fix this one thing and everything will be okay. It's, it's right. not that simple. Um, and there's not like pills that you take or, you know, whatever. Cause I mean, especially, I don't know where she is obviously, but you know, saying that her doctor was like, I've never heard of this before. It just goes to yeah. show how rare, it is and not a lot of whole not a whole bunch of education and understanding whereas these other things there is some form of education some form of treatment and therapy mm -hmm. and this just kind of feels like you know it's still in its infant stages at figuring out the the root of yeah. it yeah no it seems like a a lot of work on the self and you know knowing i think knowing that it's going to be a long journey i think and the, and that there's going to be stages 
helps. And, you know, it seems like she realizes that. So, um, yeah, I obviously wish her the best of luck, you know, with, with all of that. And maybe we'll check in with her, you know, in the future as well, see how she's doing. For sure. Um, anyone out there who wants to be a part of the show, uh, you can email us by going to our website, OPLshow.com, and send us an email. We go through all of them, and if we think it fits for the show, we will reach out to you and schedule something. Okay? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. The show is nothing without you guys, so exactly. keep them coming. And follow us on Instagram, at OPL Podcast. We post a bunch of video clips there and some other things, and uh, patreon.com slash OPL show. Uh, it's the most direct way to help support the show, to help the show grow, keep us doing what we're doing. And uh, for that, you get a ton of bonus content. So a few episodes with follow-ups, episodes that don't air on this main channel. So if you want more, that's the place to go. Yep, that is all. See you guys next time.